0: This segment we call Happy Facts. We bring in our two happiness contributors, Chris Livy, who seems extra happy this week. How are you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Oh, it's fantastic. We're on Live Happy Radio. If I said I was sad, we'd be advertising falsely, and that's illegal. Uh, Paula, uh, <laughs> Paula Phelps, it's the Paula Phelps Show again this week, everybody, because Paula's going to be uh, interviewing our guests later on, but she joins us from Nashville. How are you, Paula?
1: I'm fantastic. Now I just feel I'm pressured to keep up with you two. So. You've
0: got to keep pace. Yeah. We are so excited to be here, and and, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this segment. What we do in this segment, if you've never heard, is we take our favorite facts that we've discovered this week about positive psychology, share them and discuss them a little bit on the radio, and then encourage you to go to the website, livehappy.com, and find a blog that Paula writes that dives deeper and gives you further reading uh, about each of our facts. So in no particular order, let's
2: get started with Libby's fact. Well, my fact is (laughs) just in time for the flu, flu season. Researchers from the University of Nottingham, where Robin Hood went to college, Uh uh, said being in a good mood while getting a flu shot can actually boost its effectiveness.
0: How does that work? Is it just like the power of positive thing is the placebo effect or what's the – Well,
1: it's And who is in a good mood when they're getting a flu shot? <laughs>
0: Certainly not me. <laughs> I,
2: I love flu shots personally.
0: That's, uh, that's a little strange, but it, maybe that's why you get the flu way less than Paula and I do.
2: Probably. But no, they looked at uh, different factors like positive mood, negative mood, physical activity, diet, sleep – and positive mood was the only factor that was associated with a higher level of influenza antibody within the blood so hmm. and it has a lot to do with the immune system so okay. keeping that a positive uh emotion and positive vibe going that really boosts your immune system so it's got to be a
0: hormonal thing and it's reaching through your blood uh blood stream is that correct or am i way off uh you have no idea. Yeah. Well, good. I, I'm I'm just glad I asked the impossible question. All the yeah. researchers uh, out there can join us. But that would that would seem to make sense to me. But mm-hmm. but having a positive outlook we've seen can affect your health in many different ways. So this is just one more that actually connects you with a virus.
2: Yeah, it's like chicken soup for the soul. Uh-huh, but the uh, but the real if, kind. Yeah, I wonder if that's taken. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. You should
0: patent that. Yeah, you should definitely go down that road and let us know how that went uh next week. Paula, what are your thoughts on this idea?
1: Well, I think it's really interesting because there's so much evidence about how um, depression and anxiety will suppress the immune system. And they're really scientists are really working on how to prove that link between positivity and a healthier immune system. They know it's there. There's a lot of studies that link it like this, and, and it shows it, they're just not entirely sure how, and I, I do know of studies that are going on right now where they are trying to figure out exactly how that works, mm-hmm. um, thinking is, did they not get the flu because of the flu shot, or would have they not gotten it because of their positivity anyway, because their immune systems were more healthy?
0: I mean, you never know, or the, the fact that they were positive kept them away from the miserable flu people in the corner, so they just didn't, they never got <laughs> the, the <candy>. virus <laughs> in the
2: corner. But I mean, they do know that stress weighs down heavily on your immune system, makes you sure. more susceptible to things. Yeah. Um, so having less stress can boost that effect.
0: Maybe it just opens up, uh, maybe opens you up to new, new experiences, man. <music> to our second fact, and that fact this week is my fact, and mine is that smiles can be used to convey twice as many indifferent to unhappy emotions as they can be happy ones. And that was weird to me, and basically what it was is they did a, a study, and there are 19 different types of smiles, only six of which are used to convey happiness. Do either of you two, and I know Paula does because she said it on this show before, do either of you two know what is the truly happiest smile you can possibly get? What that one's called?
2: The Duchesne?
0: Yes, the yeah. Duchesne smile, um, uh, which was uh, named. Ding, ding, ding which was named after a guy who did studies on decapitated heads. Um,
1: yeah, that's a great study to read sometime. With electric shocks,
0: Which <laughs> I did this week, and uh, it's perfect for Halloween. Uh, we're just trying to get everybody in the spirit. But he was a French scientist, right, and he would uh, take the decapitated heads of revolutionaries and hook them up to electrodes and try to get their muscles to move in certain ways and he discovered this smile which is apparently uh when your mouth is completely turned up and your eyes uh form crow's feet Mm -hmm. um so i guess uh people who are of a certain age are just happy all the time i don't know um (laughs) but then he found another guy who had like a pain intolerance and (laughs) hooked him up to electrodes and figured out what muscles were moving uh to make all these different facial expressions but they've done further research into that since then because that's kind of a weird place to leave it that we're Uh, Shooting electricity into severed heads And they figured out that there are Smiles that convey embarrassment Smiles that convey Just sort of an indifferent politeness To somebody who's uh, Being nice to you or says something that Is kind of uh, I guess uh, What's the the word I'm looking for uh, Benign to Uh you And just kind of smile at them to show that you're acknowledging them But only six ways Including the Duchesne smile Are you conveying happiness I found that interesting.
2: That is interesting. You know, our facial expressions are basically our ways to communicate with each other in the world. And uh, while well, I was reading a little bit of that, what you were talking about, sometimes they may not be entirely negative, but just enough to get us by in this world and say, I'm not threatening or I'm polite or, you know. yeah.
0: It's like it's like how we all smile at, at you guys smile at me when I say something stupid, and you're like, "Okay, guys." Wouldn't you like
1: nod and smile and go, "Uh huh."
2: Yeah. yeah, very yeah. good. It would be much easier idiot. just to move on.
0: There, there must be one of the nineteen. Must be a JR. Is an idiot <laughs> smile. And then we leave it at that. <laughs> well, what I
1: think, oh, what I think would be interesting with this study if we found out how it. Um, combines with current research that shows about how smiling affects your brain because every time you smile you send a neural message to your brain and like you get neuropeptides that that make you feel happy and you get neurotransmitters like dopamine and endorphins released Uh, so i wonder if you're doing a smile that is indifferent or unhappy does it still have that same kind of a uh an effect
0: Maybe it does, and maybe we subconsciously know that. And so, when someone, we are just trying to be polite to somebody, we just kind of give them that little smile in the hopes that maybe we'll just fake it until we actually feel good about what they're saying. I don't know. There's... So, we just
1: keep getting bigger and bigger and yeah, looking like, for more.
0: Again, <laughs> again, it goes back to that's how I feel whenever I'm in the room with you guys. <laughs> Let's so move on to our third and final fact, and that is Paula's. Paula, what's your Coach? fact this week?
1: Shoot, I thought we were done. Um,
0: <laughs> How did you forget but, your own fact? Uh, did we yeah. bore you that much already? <laughs> I
1: was practicing my Duchesne smile. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> what do you got for us?
1: <laughs> my my fact this week is that boredom can be good for you.
0: I Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, and this really is, uh, in a lot of ways, contradictory to a lot of things we've already seen, because there's so much research that shows, left alone, a bored mind can go to anxiety and depression and really be bad for us. Idle but hands was, are the devil's
0: playground, Paula.
1: <laughs> yes, they are. That's why we're not special. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, why? How, what, go, go on with your study. I don't mean to derail you. So there
1: was a so there was some interesting uh, an interesting report from Ed Halliwell in the UK who talks about how mindfulness can actually help us because it allows us the the freedom to be in in kind of a concentrated state of um, for meditation mindfulness and really look at our surroundings in a new way. I think in today's world we're so busy and we've got so much going on that boredom really a lot of times is an anomaly and we don't have time for that. And so if we can kind of use that boredom as an opportunity, it can actually be very, very good for us.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I can see that where you take that opportunity to, to do some uh, assessments and meditation and those kinds of things. Libby, do you ever uh, use your boredom to do that? Or do you just like try to find solitaire on your phone?
2: Uh, I like the idling brain theory yeah. and just doing nothing. But it's something I really need to teach to my six-year-old daughter because she's constantly, <laughs>
1: <laughs> good constantly walking
2: around the house. I'm bored. But, yeah. Uh, well, she doesn't sound like a pirate, but, you know. She
0: might. <laughs> uh, if she gets bored enough, maybe that's what she does. She just becomes a pirate. Yeah. I am
2: bored, laddie. But the next time she says it, I'm going to say, well, it's good for you. And then she'll be like,
0: I don't want to do anything good for me. I'm six. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I do like the idea that, that you can take that time to, to assess or, or find a, I don't know, maybe start researching a hobby or something, and we found that those kind of things can, can also lead to happiness.
2: Well, also, uh, inspiration and creativity can come up from those moments as well, as mm-hmm. I was reading earlier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And creativity, as we've talked about lots of times, can be very, very good for your happiness as well. Paula, did, so, you, did you fall asleep over there, or are you...
1: Yeah, I was bored. Yeah, you still was totally bored by this conversation. So yeah, so I think we should all like (laughs) anybody who's listening should tell their boss that they need more time to be bored at work so they can be more productive. Hey,
0: three M uses that. They give you some fifteen minutes a day to be bored, and that's why we have post it notes that we can build paper airplanes out of when we're bored. See, it all comes full circle. (laughs)